Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Hart to spell Givenisi. And joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man. Sup? How's business? <laughs> Good. You know, you know, your name's not that hard to spell. Like, it, you, there's like a cadence to it. Yeah, but what? You, but you've known me long enough. I'm. Sur- I, I would be shocked if you sat down right now and spelled my name. I'm shocked when Steph does it. I'm well, like, oh, I wow. think of it like, you know, like the Mickey Mouse song, like M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. I, I always thought of your name with that, like G-I-O-B-A-N. Yeah. It doesn't have the same cadence at the end, but yeah. But like, I kind of, I think of it in like a beat. Like a rhyme scheme. Yeah. Like iambic pentameter. Nice. Business is good. Business is bad. Uh, I was telling you that I am like this is for the fifth time. I'm now like even more into Asana. Just yeah, the the roadblock was the my tasks piece, mm. um, and I didn't realize that it's like automated. So like later, automatically moves to uh, upcoming when it's mm-hmm. seven days, and then yeah. it automatically moves to today when it's today. And so like, my, I basically I set a date. And I just always kick it into later and it will automatically make it into today. And it just kind of like unfed my. It's the best. It's, it's, kind of, it's like such a stupid, simple thing, but I yeah. couldn't figure out how to get a list of tasks that I needed to do that worked mm-hmm. for me. Just had to understand the tool. And once you understand it, mm. game changer. That's right. <laughs> and then you, and how to use it for yourself. How about you, dude? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I did a new video for SwimU. I got a new backdrop that actually comes in today. Uh, gonna set up like a little video studio here and just crank out a bunch of videos for the summer and you know see how that goes. Because because you know YouTube is blowing up for me with uh, Swim University because it's the peak. We're in the peak of the summer, mm. um, which I know is something we're gonna talk about today. But yeah, it's um, things are good. I mean, obviously, like we're 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 in June. This is like this is peak season for me. You're riding high. Yeah, riding high, but also saving a ridiculous amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I started Damn using right. Mint again. I think I I mentioned that to you. And I I've think been, think you need to say that on our other podcast. On, yeah, maybe. So yeah. you can get like chastised. Yeah, by. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I was using Personal Capital, but it didn't have a budgeting app, and I was like, oh, let me just. And I think that the hack there too is to. And again, yeah, I will talk about this on Listen Money Matters, but the hack there is to have a very audacious goal, but short term. Mm. And so like, I'm like, I have a very short term goal of saving up money for a down payment on a house. And so the budgeting is like, oh, if I stay under this, like goal met, you know, in a yeah. year. So it's like, oh, okay. Like it just, it now it's like a, I don't know. It's, it's good, good to hear that you finally care about your yeah. cash flow. Yeah. Personal cash flow. Yeah. Cause mint's good for that. Yeah, it is. I, I have I actually kind of dig it. I mean, it has it's missing some stuff, but I mean, overall, it's for 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 a free tool. It's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, and I like personal capital too. It just doesn't have the like more personal side of things. It's more like um, for investing. It's it like treats your personal finances like a business. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah. So other than that, yeah, things are good. So in this episode, we're going to be answering five questions from the incredible Money Lab audience. Thank you so much. But before we get started. This episode is brought to you by 
Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, so we're answering questions. We're answering your questions today. And and thank you to everyone who submitted a question over Twitter and email. Keep them coming because we love doing this type of episode. It's super easy for us. Also, it's uh, eclectic. So you get all kinds of different things. We don't just focus on a single topic. And we obviously get uh, really awesome questions from everybody. So keep them coming in. Really appreciate it. And, and it's yeah. just really easy for us. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I think that's the biggest yeah, <laughs> you want to you want to you want to start a successful podcast? Just answer people's questions. Mm. That's the freaking easiest thing you can do. Um, so here we go. This one's from Lewis, and he asked, "When it comes to niche selection or niche selection, many experts, quote unquote, will tell you to avoid seasonal niches because they're a, in a constant state of feast or famine. What are your thoughts on starting a seasonal online business, and how does it compare to running a site with a more stable income stream?" Um, well, I guess as the seasonal business owner, I did not think of that before I selected my niche and my niche didn't, I didn't select my niche. It selected me because mm. I was just, you know, it was just, I was just in the pool business. So it just was like a natural thing. And I have a seasonal I've, site as well. You do. Um, which, you know, thou shall not be named. Mm. Uh, but I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. So people who say that are, or experts who say don't pick that is like, yeah, because it's harder, but it's actually not. It's just a different way of organizing. When I, I mean, I, I grew up in the pool business, so we had like, I know how to, you, you, you make a lot of money and you just can't spend that money at that time. It's you like just, a boom bust or I guess the right. feast famine type thing. Exactly. You plan more. It's a plan. more. It's what squirrels do. Mm. Right? Right, right, exactly. They, 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 they hide their nuts. Yeah, you know what I mean. You gotta That's hide your maybe nuts. The best analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and when you hear it like that, it's like, well, if a fucking squirrel can do it, right? If a squirrel can do it, you can do it. So I don't think I think seasonals are great because like you get such an, an influx of of traffic and money, and it's like, whoa, like you get like a big ass cash flow hit, and. Perhaps for the exact reason that Lewis asked this question, there's probably going to be less competition. Yeah. Because people right. are going to avoid it. Yeah, and, that's true. Because all so, the quote unquote experts are telling them to avoid it. Yeah. And so maybe back to the the mint conversation. Yeah. If you could do some basic cash flow planning. Yes. Uh, Laura and I found when we built ours, it was actually rather easy. Yeah. Because most people don't want to do that. Right. And also, too, like 
every business is has some sort of seasonality to it. For you know sure. I mean? Listen, money matters. New Year's resolution season. That's yeah. our moneymaker. You know, Back to school season. Yeah. Right. Christmas season. Back to school. That's Thomas. Like his yeah, toolbox right. blows up during then. You know. Right. So everyone has a a, a seasonal um, seasonality to it. I think it's just a matter of planning on how to take that money and let it sort of ride for the rest of the year. You, you know, you just got to be better at um, planning and not go like, oh, shit, my site grew. I'm making like 100 grand every single day. <laughs> like, I'm just going to spend this all on on Orbeez or whatever. I don't know. What do you people spend their money on? But Look, if you're making 100 grand every single day, please call us. <laughs> just <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to talk to you. Uh, yeah, go buy m- multiple copies of Lasso. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Even if like, you don't need them, it's all right off. <laughs> um, so I hope that answers your question. I like, I, I, I definitely struggled with a seasonal business because I did exactly what I should, what I knew I shouldn't do, which is to be like, oh, we're it, making a lot of money right now. Let's spend that money and sort of ramp up and uh, got myself in trouble. And I know, and I, I knew better. I knew better because I, again, like in the pool industry, it's like February, March, right as a pool season is about to start is like, when you're on your last like little bit of cash and then it all comes back. Mm. And so that's the way it always worked in the retail business was like you had to, you're never going to make as much in the uh, winter as you are in the summer in the, in the Northeast and where I lived. And so you basically had to take all of that money and just kind of like hoard it, put it in your tree, scroll it away, scroll it away. That's it. So you're basically saying just don't eat all your nuts at one time. Yeah. You're going to get sick. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's it so hopefully that answered your question lewis i appreciate that great question mm. and we're moving on to carl who asked do you feel it's hard to ask for feedback on a product and hope in the back of your mind someone doesn't steal your idea yeah and and i think you you do that until you realize that it is such a pain in the balls to actually make something mm-hmm. and that no one in the world is going to dedicate their lives to your idea. They have their own ideas. Right. I have, I don't worry about this at all. At it's so all. hard to get to convince other people to get paid to work on your ideas. Yeah. No one's going to do it for free. I mean, this is what NDAs are, right? Yeah. It's basically, hey, sign this piece of paper so that you don't steal my idea. I would never sign an NDA. I went, you know, like, because like, what I if I want to create something, you know? Right. I I don't. You know, the whole idea, the whole the whole mentality of people stealing your idea. I mean, people steal my ideas all the time and I'm mm. sure I steal their ideas. Yeah. So I don't I mean, not I don't do it on purpose. It's like I don't sit there and go like, oh, man, that's a great that's a great idea. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it better. But honestly, if you look at what we're doing with SEO, that's basically what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Is that we're looking at other people's work and going, oh, I can do better than that. And then doing better than that and trying to outrank them on SEO. You know, I had, I had this existential whatever with having a popular page on Listen Money Matters where I literally put like our most popular articles. Mm-hmm. So I was like, then people are going to copy us. I mean, they could right. also just go to Ahrefs and copy us. Yeah. But there's so many things to create. Like you, you don't have to like, why no. would you want to even compete with something that's like insanely awesome? Create also, a new thing. Also, competition's super healthy. Yeah. Because if somebody else is willing to steal your idea and do it like you, and then they they get their own customers, well, now you can steal their customers, and it's like now now you have a bigger customer pool to to like to take. And then it's, I I guess in my opinion, like Apple exists 
and they made the iPhone and they were like dominating because the iPhone was like the only smartphone out there. Do you mm. know how many fucking smartphones there are out there right now? Yeah. And guess what? Apple's still on top. Mm. So, and not, and the most profitable profitable company in the world. I know that doesn't really translate And it's punitively expensive. So it's like... Yeah, and if somebody wants to steal your idea, then they're going to challenge you and you're going to make it better than their, than their steal and then you keep going. But They'll always no. be following you. Yeah. So I, I'm a, I, I actually... I don't I don't think it's hard to ask for feedback for that reason. I think it's hard to ask for feedback because I don't want my feelings hurt. Because <laughs> you don't want to hear the truth. I don't want to hear the truth, which is like, oh, you this uh, this this video sucks. This article sucks. The sales page sucks. It's like, ah, shit. That's what's hard. <laughs> so I'm not afraid of them stealing my idea mm. or else. Dude, if I was afraid of people stealing my idea, I would never do anything. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean. And the reality is there are, fo- there are so few people willing to do the actual work. Right. The unsexy, show right. up every day, shovel the shit. It's not yeah, really yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't realize how lazy people are. They're, yeah. they're lazy. So that's, that's, that's how I feel about that. So thanks for your question, Carl. And we're moving on to question number three from Joe Howard of WPBuffs.com. Uh, thank you for, for emailing, Joe. My question is about experimenting, measuring, and improving affiliate marketing conversion. You, you're, you're getting ready there, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've me- you've mentioned in previous episodes about how you use Google Analytics to measure the percentage of people who click through an affiliate link, the percentage of people who actually buy, and the total revenue brought in from each individual piece of content you've written over a time period. I'd love to know how you set that up. Mm. Oh, man. It's actually Talk about very, it's easy. All right. You do it. Okay. So I, I literally do it. I was okay. showing you a graph yesterday. Do it. Who it? Do it. Okay. So do it. Um, you uh, won. And, and you don't have to do it like this, but if you install Lasso, we automatically cl- uh, track all clicks in Google Analytics. So mm-hmm. like once you install it and you can import all your previous links, it, you'll just start seeing the data in Google Analytics. But that mm-hmm. is one piece of the story. Yeah, broken yeah. up by event events. It's in events right, so in Google Analytics. Yeah. Like these are uh, all of the clicks that went to Betterment and the pages they happened on. Right. right? You can and reverse you could, engineer it. Yeah. And you could flip it in any order and mm-hmm. slice it with all your other information. So that, that's cool. But that mm-hmm. doesn't say how much money you made. And that was like really the eye opener for us. So it is a feature that is in Lasso, but not like openly discussed yet because I think we're thinking of positioning it but what Mm -hmm. we do or what the feature does is most affiliate platforms support a sub id Mm -hmm. so you could send an additional piece of information along with the click and if you do whatever sub id equals in lasso it's like question mark sub id equals or whatever it is for share a cell impact radius yada 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 and you do curly bracket url close curly bracket when the click happens lasso will replace the curly bracket url with the actual URL of the page that mm-hmm. the click came from. So then when the sale actually happens and you go to impact radius or share or sale or whatever, you will literally see what pages generated what revenue. Right. Now, the only thing you can't do this with is Amazon, mm. but like, but program like bigger affiliate programs like impact radius, share or sale. What else can you do this with? Uh, commission junction, flex offers. Uh, um, everyone that we use and care about, uh, supports sub ID sub ID. So that's what you're looking for. The way that I do it for Amazon is a little bit less, um, 
I guess, hard concrete, you know, because what you're seeing in like, say, the flex offers report is you, you're passing in the sub ID, which is actually the URL of the page that the click came from. And then in flex offers, you're seeing the conversion, like you're actually seeing the money that you've made from that. And then right. you can say, you know, where like they literally from. have a report that will show sub IDs right. by, you know, whatever. Right. But for Amazon, the way that I did it was I had to use. So I set up, you know, this is before Lasso. Now Lasso does, imp, you know, create those events for me. But I used to use something called Google Tag Manager to basically put a click trigger or an event trigger on every external link that was going to Amazon. Because every Amazon link on my websites are are you know, they're affiliate links, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I basically just um, created a rule within Google Tag Manager that says all clicks, all clicks that are going to Amazon uh, create an event in Google Analytics that I pass through the name of the product, uh, the URL of the product, so the actual Amazon link itself, and then just like the action, which is like affiliate link was clicked or whatever the 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 it was. And so I actually, in order to do this with events, you can go in and find out which pages are, you know, getting the events. But what I had to do was go into Google Analytics and create a goal for for that specific. Um, so I, I categorized all those events as Amazon affiliate clicks, right? And so I created a goal in Google Analytics called Amazon affiliate clicks. You know, said said attach it to that event, and then I applied a value a dollar value to that action and the way and that you I just like average out your epc yes. yep mm. average out the epc and then so then you can and then and then with that information you can go into google analytics and say okay like this particular affiliate link makes me roughly x or mm. this page gets the most affiliate link clicks so it makes me roughly x and in and, aggregate like over a year it's gonna be yeah, pretty over close to and that's what i did i did it the entire year's worth of data and then divided it by the number of clicks and then you got your average EPC. Yeah. And what I did was I created Google data studio because I needed to see some more data that Google analytics can show you, but I wanted to see it in one screen. And with Google data studio, you can mix and match different tables with each other. Cause you can like mm -hmm. build your own formulas within uh, Google data studio that you can't do in Google analytics, but using Google analytics data. And so I created a, Google Data Studio sheet that basically um, organized all my pages by session. So by the number of users, basically going number of visitors to that page mm. and then the click through rate of that goal. Right. So the, now that I have the goal set up, every goal has a click through rate percentage. The so number you can of see if the page itself performs well versus. Correct. Yeah. Or so compared like, to other pages. Yeah, and so I, I created two tables. I created one table that had the the top performing. So I basically filtered out anything below 20% convert click-through rate, right? Mm. And then I created another table of anything that had uh, that was less than 1% click-through rate. So basically I have mm. a table of all of my like top performing pages of affiliate link click-through rates and my worst performing pages click-through rates. And the obvious answer there is like, well why is these are why are these pages not having any affiliate link clicks. The good answer is they don't have affiliate links on them. <laughs> so it's like, it just gives me a list of things to go into and add affiliate links to that are relevant. And all of a sudden, now my click-through rate has gone up. And therefore, if we still have the same EPC, then my uh, revenue goes up more. there. 
And that's just with Amazon. You can do that too with what we're talking about. You can do that oh, with any sure. sort of, yeah, you can, I could track, I could do that with links to just, just listen money matters. I could say mm-hmm. like, Hey, let's create a goal. Well, let's create an event in, in Google tag manager that says, all right, lose $10 for every click. To- <laughs> yeah. So you could go into Google Tag Manager and just say, okay, I want to trigger an event on any click URL that includes listenmoneymatters.com, right? I create that. And so now all of that data is being fed into Google Analytics of as an event. And then I can create a goal based on that event and say, hey, every time I somebody clicks over to listenmoneymatters.com, you know, assign a value to it or just create a goal because then you can go back to your pages and say, well, how many times has have people gone over to this page and where does it make sense for me to add more? Like where, what, what pages get the best click-through rate to Listen Money Matters? And it might be a page on my website that has to do with personal finance, which gets a better click-through rate. So it's, you know, you could do all kinds of crazy shit like that. Have you um, found that you need to add more links to Listen Money Matters? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's just an example of like, you could do it for Amazon. You could do it for... And I, it doesn't even matter. I have it for Amazon and more beers. So with mm. with Brew Cabin, before I had Lasso installed, I had it set to any click URLs that went to Amazon.com or morebeer.com. So mm. I had like a pipette and I was able to do like multiple different click URLs. I have and a selfish so, question for you. Yeah. So you, because you have this underperforming list. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the, the biggest, easiest win is like, it's not well monetized. So yeah, it's just under, it. yeah, right. Have you, ha- have you had ones... That, that were monetized that, that you have improved not by just adding more links but doing something differently or better um so making more money from some um like, like a page that's underperforming yeah. has links but it's like you added a display box or all oh. the links are below the fold or i don't know hard to say because i don't because with the the way that I tracked the events, I didn't differentiate between an in-text link and a display box. Mm. So I had no, I just, in my, the way, that, in my like hierarchy. But you would see the total click volume. I would see the total click volume. So like do display boxes generate more? And I'm not actually even asking that. I was just wondering yeah. if in um, lieu of adding more links, were there things that you do? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's mm. mostly like, no. To be honest, just that's like more links is really more good. links. Yeah. And, and, and relevant too. you need to be relevant. And we don't like to try not to hide the fact that something's an affiliate link. So you can't mm-hmm. just be like, oh, solar cover link that and it goes to Amazon. It's like, well, what if I didn't expect to go to Amazon when I clicked that? Mm-hmm. So it's really just about intent. You know, if somebody goes into a, into a page and there's an affiliate link buried in as an in-text link. And yeah, somebody might click that. And yes, you're probably going to get a cookie on there. But like, that's going to be a bad user experience for somebody, for somebody who thought they were clicking something and going to find out more about that specific topic. And you just sent them to a buy page. Whereas like when I create a display box, a display box is like, hey, here's the product. Here's the name of the product. Here's the price of the product. Here's a description of the product. Bind this fucking product. And it's like you're Mm pre-qualifying them from, and then those people won't click so your click through rate will eventually go down, but the clicks that you're getting, your EPC better. will be higher, right? Mm. Your EPC number will be higher. So, it, it and obviously like it creates a better user experience for the for the visitor because they're not just like clicking links and being surprised that they're ending up on a page they didn't think they were going to end up on. And so whenever I do add an affiliate link, it should be like, and you know you kind of have to pre qualify it with text around it, you know that says, not even that this is an affiliate link. You don't really have to do that. You just have to say like. 
or you can buy a product like this and then like link to it because you're basically saying like, I'm sending you to a buy page just with a little bit of context. But I think it's really just looking at those pages and saying, because here's the thing, some pages, you can't add affiliate links to them and you shouldn't mm. because what if I do a page on like having sex in a hot tub, which, I've, you know, it's mm. like, what, what products are you adding there that are relevant? You know, condoms? Okay. Pornhub subscription. Pornhub subscription. Like, what are you <laughs> adding? You know, like uh, uh, the most amount of shock, the most amount of chlorine you could possibly add into a hot tub. <laughs> like, I, you know, there's just things that don't make sense. And then you're just adding affiliate links to add affiliate links. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, sure. But. And it, it often doesn't work. We have this article on This Way Matters, like fun things to do for free on Saturday or some weird thing. Right. And we've tried every way, like, let's get people to buy board games or this or right. I don't know, like anything like and it, it just doesn't work because that's no. not what people are coming for. Right. So um, but that's how technically we set it up again. You can use something like Glasso, which is available, uh, which automatically just, you know, integrates with Google Analytics. Or you can use something like Google Tag Manager and set up event triggers and then match that to goals and then, you know, create either Google Data Studio or just use Google Analytics itself itself that's that's fine and i don't know i think if you go on moneylab.co moneylab.co slash like website dash optimization i think it's like the old the great website optimization experiment there's like a video on how to set up google tag manager if you're just getting started because i know joe joe had reached out to me um his site wp buffs is awesome and he has like uh this whole service that he offers people but he's linked to lasso and he's just getting started with affiliate marketing and yeah, if you want to know if it's working or not before moving on to Lasso, that's great. But Lasso will also tell you if things are working or not. So double check that pitch. URL. It is, it is the URL. Oh, cool. That makes sense. Uh, so thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. Talk to you soon. Um, this next one comes from Dennis. How important do you think affiliate link disclosures are? And how long do you think it'll take for authorities to clamp down? I've seen a ton of bloggers using affiliate links without doing proper disclosures. So wondering if it, what your take is on that. So um, yeah. all the people that mean all the affiliates that mean anything to listen money matters that pays any meaningful amount of money compel us to do it. Yeah. Like they they will not maintain a relationship with us if we don't. Yeah. Um because we're worried about the SEC, right? The F or the FTC. FTC. And I, Sorry, I think right. what what's happening especially in in the finance space is they care more about the FTC than I do. Sure. You know, I, yeah, I don't want to You're just a lonely website like they're yeah. a massive company. And so I think um, if you're seeing sites, or I would speculate, if you're seeing sites without these disclosures, mm -hmm. they're probably not making many conversions. And so the affiliates are not really looking. Or the right. products are so niche. They're, they're likely not making a lot of money with them. I yeah. would postulate. I think my my answer to this is a little bit more, less about like the regulations and like, it's really not even about being doing what's right. It's about building trust. Mm. You are not going to, if you are just leading people astray with affiliate links and just sending them to a bunch of byproducts, like they're going to hate your website and they're not going to trust you. But, and maybe they will trust you. It doesn't matter. I think adding that extra layer on top of it just inherently makes someone trust you. For example, take out the, the website stuff for a second. And you, I watch a lot of homebrewing YouTube videos, a lot of them. And they're, you know, they're, they'll, they'll come on the screen and they'll say, hey, listen, I'm about to do a product review of this like fermenter. The company sent this to me mm. 
for me to do a review on it, but they asked for an honors review and I have no affiliation with the company besides the fact that they sent it to me. So I'm just letting you know that. Now, one, as a, as a viewer, you can take that and, and say like, well, of course they're going to be a little bit nicer. Even if they're giving an honest review, they're not going to mm. shit on the, on the product because they got something for free. Yeah. Right. They just, they like, it as feels much, different than spending $200 on something that didn't work. And you have no re- relationship with the company whatsoever. Right. Mm. Like, I'm, even if I had a relationship with a company, right. Like I, you know, I knew the marketing manager at a company. I, I'm pretty much, because I'm a nice person, never going to get on YouTube or on my website and go, fuck this product. It sucks. Uh, dude, if you buy this product, you're a dumbass. Like all, I'm never going to do that. Or I'm never mm-hmm. going to give it a truly honest review. Like this product is shit, um, which is what it deserves. You know, if a product truly is shit and that's the way you feel, that's what you're going to get. I think just by creating disclaimers saying that like, and, th- and that's, you know, that's obviously not what we're talking about, that specific example, but the idea that you're laying it out on the table, that you're just being honest up front, especially on a website where people don't expect that, you're just going to have more trust from your visitors and it's going to convert better. And that's mm-hmm. just my, that's a, that's an opinion. I don't know that for a fact, but um, I'm certainly, I mean, I guess I don't really care either way personally, but. I just I'll tell you when we added it into Listen Money Matters, there was no detrimental effect. No, you know, and we, we've only grown. It, it could have been positive, but I would say that like people probably already know. Yeah, um, I think, like you said, you might make more trust as a result, but I don't think it will do anything negative. No, absolutely not. Like no I, reason not to. And I think he, so. The the question about uh, like how long do we think that the authorities are going to clamp down? I'd feel soon. I don't. I, I, yeah, I feel, I mean, look, affiliate marketing has been around for a long, a very, very long time. And I just think the, uh, I think what's, I think what you're going to see sooner than affiliate links is seeing the influencer marketer. I was just going to say influencer stuff is out of control, yeah. but I, I do believe that we fall within that bubble, you know, even though like, I don't, I literally Perhaps. try to not be an influencer, yeah. you know, but still, the brand and the way these things are, we, but they are we'll being go a lot. Ship. Yeah, they are being a lot more shady with the with their practices, and there are certainly Instagram blogs just effed up the way it all kind of is working. Yeah, the way the where, where it's going is really yeah not a great place. But I I think that you're going to see authorities clamp down on that, and maybe affiliate marketing will get swept up in that in that wave. Mm. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess uh, soon, but that's going to be my answer no matter when you ask me. You can ask me like 10 years from now. I'd be like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> like Facebook has always done, they're, they're again, through Instagram, ruining it for everyone. Yeah. So, and and that's the other thing too. A lot of affiliate marketers, like we're, we're getting into the space and we're going to be dealing with a lot of affiliate marketers. I, I think you and I are more on the, you know, just being, you know, when we actually know a lot of people who just do the kind of affiliate marketing we do, mm. there are other black hat sketch affiliate, yes, yeah, sketchy affiliate marketers, and they they have conferences. It's a it's a it can be a very just they have panels how to how to screw people over. Yeah, you know, very the discussion. Icky market. <laughs> yeah, it's very icky market. Um, 
And I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't want those people ruining it, ruining it for everybody. But look, I mean, look, uh, Amazon's been clamping down by limiting mm-hmm. API access to to new people who spin up these like shitty websites and auditing websites and auditing websites. Complying. Yeah, we we know people personally who've been you know contacted by Amazon, and it's like we they give you Amazon's, like three days to comply or something. Yeah. I mean, Amazon's no joke, man. I don't want to. I'm so like they make me nervous because they're like, you know, but if you're making them money and um, you're not doing anything, you know, you're adding your disclosures and you're being upfront about your pricing and you're being upfront and you're using their images and everything's updated. Like, dude, you're if you follow the rules, man, (laughs) it's basically it. Like in every if you follow the rules, you won't get in trouble. And. And you always have a leg to stand on if somebody reaches out to you. It's like, yeah, but I'm just following the rules, you know, set by all these companies. And so I think that's what I mean. I I think that's, you know, I, I've uh, I think those bloggers that are not following the rules are just like in for a world of hurt. Mm. That's all. I'd so agree. that's that's pretty much it. All right. Well, we have one more question. Thank you, Dennis. Um, I'm going to assume the name is Mido. I think so. Yeah. Um. So what are your smaller and bigger business goals? How often do you track your progress and what tools do you use? I, I mean, I have 11 million goals mm. of all varying degrees. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, the long-term goal that I think I postponed is building out the team, you know, at my side so that like, I'm really discovering, you know, shockingly that you add more people to the team that are intelligent, capable, um, and on the same page, like it just like literally exponentially are able to do more things like, yes, the developer on the team lasso that, you know, I've kind of pulled over, uh, he's a far better developer than me. Like he is able to do things that I can't do. And Mm -hmm. so we are better for that. Mm -hmm. So that's like one. And then the other one for me is like, you find the success with, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and what scares me is when it becomes like the 80% of your income or becomes a major thing. So as you've grown and done better, it's really just trying to have other income sources so anyone can screw us over and we'll be fine. Yeah. I think goals are scary. Mm. Goals scare the shit out of me because if I don't reach a goal, I'm sad. Yeah. And, I, and a, a goals create this roller coaster of emotions and depressions and successions and all of these things because I I tend goals are for goals are just not a smart way to look at business, I think. Mm. I think, you know, and 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 this is coming from the guy who does challenges where he has goals set on every single blog post. I understand that. That's mostly for uh clickbait. Uh but the truth is, is the, tr- the, the truth is, is, is you need to develop systems and you kind of like the, the thing that I've been thinking a lot about is I really just want to stop thinking, mm. you know, stop planning, stop guessing. I want to just show up and sit at my desk, know exactly what I have to do knock that shit out to the best of my abilities, which I mean, hopefully that the thing that I choose, the system that I build uh, plays to my strengths. And then I go and then I'm done. Mm. I'm done. I go, I go, I go about the rest of my day, watching TV, eat dinner, hang out with Steph, whatever. 
And then the next morning I wake up, I come back to the desk. I know exactly what to do. I sit down, I fucking crank it out. And those things, that consistency, that and and using my strengths and, and playing to those is going to grow the business without, um, I guess I have like more negative goals. My negative goals are, one, I don't want to manage people. I really mm. don't like doing it. Um, so that in my in my case, it's like keep the team as small and as profitable as possible, right? It's like do more with less, mm. right? Make more with less. Um, you know, cut your expenses, but increase revenue. Automate everything. Anything that like need can be automated, automate it. Anything that needs another person, either do it yourself or decide you don't need to do it. And then if you need to do it and it is making a ton of money, you hire someone that's so fucking good at it they don't even need to be managed, mm. right? And and then the, and then saying no to a lot of things. I think we, I, you and I especially like tend to say yes to like a ton of things. And it's like opportunity saying, porn. Opportunity porn, right? It's like you're you're yeah, yeah, yeah. It could make it could make sense. It, it could make money. Or if you just sat and did your thing consistently all the time, you would also make money. Yeah. You know, it's like both make money. You know, diversification I think is important, but like, but it can also be a detriment, especially when it requires your time. If it requires your money, that's a different type of diversification. Mm-hmm. If it requires your time, that's a recipe for disaster. So I think um, my goal, overall goal, is to make my life as easy as possible and as profitable as possible. Mm. And that's really it. It's like, if I can, and that's, a, that's not a goal that's like, I'm eventually going to reach. It's that I'm reaching today. Like, how do I make today easier? Uh, how do I make today profitable? What can I put in place to remove myself? What can I do to like make more money, but not blow myself, you know, blow myself up? Um, and that's it. It's like, it's actually what I don't want is the goal, right, right. you know, I, I, I see that and, and I guess I resonate with it and want it for myself often, but I've learned that like, I have an insatiable hunger. Yeah. And so it's, it's trying well, to direct that energy. Like I mm-hmm. always need to be going faster. And so I, if there's one, and I've mentioned this before, and I think this was this has seriously helped me in the last couple of years. Um, I have the same energy. Like, I I kind of I have like friends and and staff even. I'm just like, if you want, like, please ride my coattails because I can't stop. Like, I'm just gonna keep driving, mm. and and I and I I don't I don't I don't have any other mode. That's just who. That's just my personality. So like, I understand that not everyone's like that, but come with me. Like, yeah. just like, let me drag you there. And like, we all benefit because I am always just going to push. Mm. Right. And so it's like, ride the wake, please. It's so fun. <laughs> right. I'm the one that has to suffer and get us there, but that's just my personality. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I. And so how but, do I apply for this position? <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do I get on that? <laughs> how do, I want your coattails too. Uh, and I'm not like, I, I look, even when I'm done working, when I stop working, I'm, I find something it. to do. Yeah. Or no, I find something to do. I can't sit still. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly like the idea of sitting on a beach and just being on a beach is like, oh, fucking kill me. I, no, maybe I'm like I reading that. a book that's tangentially related to, right. uh, you know, I'm like, I can maybe do that for 15 minutes and look at the ocean, and look at a bird. And then I'm like, oh, right, you want to play for it? Like, you want to do something? Let's I need to be constantly moving. And so um, I just think that you that energy is always going to exist and it's just dependent on where you place it and i've f- 
found other avenues that have nothing to do with revenue generation that has satiated that appetite so that my time is split but those but both of those projects for me you know my i can i have to kind of divide my time mm. one makes money one does not and so if one the goal is making the most money possible i need to be a little bit smarter with that time because i also want to do this other thing that doesn't make money and it has a different outcome and i want to be smart about that too and that's beer for me like i like the weekends i don't work i spend it making beer or thinking about beer or or anything <laughs> in that nature and so and it like when i get up in the morning i'm watching homebrewing videos when i get done work i'm watching homebrewing videos like there's times where steps like do you want to watch tv i'm like no, I'm going to lay in bed and watch home brewing videos on YouTube. Like, I just hope there's, I'll find something, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, and, or I'll read a book. I'm reading a book on malt right now, or I'll, you know, read, I have like three, I've subscribed to three home brewing magazines. Like that's like my pastime. And I think you need a pastime. You need a time that like, you need a thing that like your, your driven energy can be applied to. That isn't this thing because otherwise you just want to drive so fast that you end up just kind of falling over yourself. Oh yeah. yeah. That, you know? It's the recipe for burnout is all work, no play. Right. So yeah, that's sort of, um, I, I think if I develop systems for myself, like I, I basically my car is out of control because I'm not driving on a street. Mm. I'm just driving in an open fucking, you know, Flatland of anything I want to do. I can go anywhere I want. You're in like a geo metro off roading. Off roading, and, right? Yeah. And it's like, uh, all right. Well, I think the idea of a system is building the road, mm -hmm. right? And then like setting the the end destination like way in advance. And maybe there is no des destination, but the road is just straight. The road is yeah. straight and forward. And it's like, okay, but if I don't have a road. I'm going to just tangentially do all these different things. I'm going to chase every, I'm going to see a shiny object in the distance and I'm going to fucking turn the car at 90 degrees and just go chasing after that thing. And then I'm going to see another uh, mirage and, ch and chase that. And so my car is just going to be weaving all over the place. But if you build a road and you see something off in the distance, it's like, I can't go off this road. There's a guardrail. Like I was going to say, like, you're going to do that anyways. And I would just, think that the solution for you is are those like horse blinders yes it so is you could yeah. only look straight it's a cattle shoot it's an <laughs> entrepreneurial cattle shoot <laughs> basically build that for yourself i think that's the and that's like especially if you're just getting started like how had i wished that like if somebody was like hey man all you have to do to be successful is write a blog post every day two thousand words mm. and then film a video and you will be you will have all the things you want. If I did that for the last 10 years, Jesus Christ, where I'd Dude, be. Okay, so we were literally just talking about this before we went on. Because we are talking yeah. about lasso strategy, whatever. How the, the highest income producing things on our sites are still the things that we created. Mm -hmm. And I haven't put, you know, finger to keyboard to write for like years. And it's right. just, you're the magic. Like you could teach you other people, but you're, you're the magic. You just got to do it. And I think we, I want to do an entire episode on this idea of the entrepreneurial cattle shoot or the horse, the horse blinders, because I think that there is some value into like putting your, like building the road with guardrails and just letting yourself kind of like exist because you know, kind of, in, you know, that it's going to, you may not end up anywhere, but at least you're going forward. If it wasn't for the cattle shoot that you built for yourself, 
you would have made like 500 rap videos at this point. Oh, I'd be on our camping show. rap, grappling Cam- hook rap. Yeah, yeah. You know me too well. Hmm. I love my Sanding grappling rap. hook raps. <laughs> uh, so, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, that's all, man. All right, good. Well, I want to thank Carl for good. sending in my. Yeah, good. <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah. Fuck you. You got nothing else to say. <laughs> so, like you, just shut, shut your mouth. Looking forward to my beer. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> um, okay, I want to thank Carl, a uh, different Carl, Carl with a K, for sending in my new middle name, Matt, too hard to spell, Jivanisi. Thank you, Carl. And I want to thank everyone who sent in a question today. Keep them coming because we want to do more shows like this in the future. Uh, super fun to do. So, of course, I want to thank Andrew, my man, Andrew, for joining me on this episode of Money Lab. Thank you, my friend. Oh, yeah. Head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and email matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on the show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, leave a review, please. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show.